Wild Women, welcome back to the FAM Podcast. It's Jack and Rob here. Hello, hello. Another week. How are you doing out there? How are things going in your world? How are they flowing? What's been up? What's been up? Excited to dive into the topic today because it came from one of the beautiful women inside our community. She sent us this message and we get asked this all the time. We get questions around our friendship, on how we, you know, grow this business together, how we friend together, like how we've actually like created this space. And I'm going to read you the message that she sent to us because it's inspiring today's podcast. Beauties, you two are my friendship calibration. I need to know how you do it. Move past jealousy and comparisons, stay in celebration of each other, unwavering support. It's next level. And I so want it all with the woman in my life. Well, I loved receiving this message because I remember being at a place in my life when I also desired this type of friendship, you know? I remember walking into rooms full of women, wanting to feel like I fit in, wanting to feel like I could have conversation, wanting to feel you know, uh, like a grown-ass woman sitting at the table with all of the incredible women that I was surrounded by and and wanted to know. And I, I wanted to feel like I could belong. You know, I wanted to feel supported and, and also just to have fun with them. But there was this block within myself that was preventing me from being able to be vulnerable, being able to see myself, and I know this sounds weird, but almost being able to see myself as one of them, you know? So I spent a lot of years playing small in social circles. I spent a lot of years desiring friendships, and and it almost felt like there was this invisible wall up between me and other women. Yeah. And I feel like even entering like friendships like that, being open to receive, like admitting that you desire friendship like that is one thing. And then as we like dive in deeper too, it's understanding like, how do you actually like really cultivate that? You know, so many women that we get these messages all the time, like, Ooh, friendship goals. And I see you doing that. And I want that. And really like, what does it take to like, you know, really keep that level of friendship going? You know, what are the things that we commit to with each other? And even to admit that you want it. You know, I think that the old paradigm of woman has us wearing these really thick shields of armor, right? And the old mentality of the woman is the martyr. Like, I can do everything by myself. I don't need you. I don't have time for fun. I'm too busy. It's almost this new age declaration of the woman to even be able to admit that we desire friendships, to put friendships first, to prioritize play and fun and to make time for dates and being ridiculous and going out and dancing and, you know, our mothers and their mother's mothers and women forever of all time haven't had that level of freedom. Yeah, this is making me question right now, like where does friendship sit in your priority? Exactly. So often it's like, okay, but I don't have a time. Like I, you know, or your friend does invite you out for lunch. You're like, oh, I don't have time. You know, I got to work and I got to pick up the kids and I got to do this for my husband and I got to blah, blah, blah. And there's all these things. And if you know, if you're desiring a friendship like this, like how much energy are you willing to like apply towards it? 
Yeah. And even taking that back one level further, it's like, can you even admit to yourself that you want that? Right. Can you admit to yourself? Can you declare to the universe that like, I desire friends, you know, I desire that type of relationship. I desire to feel supported. I desire to laugh. I desire to play and dream with a group of women who get me, who feel me. Oh my God. As you were saying that, I'm like remembering back to like moments in time where I was like, I don't need more friends, you know, like friendless is full. Like I'm not here to make friends. Well, and if you think about that, I think of our clients as friends. I think of every single woman in our community as a friend, you know? So when that's your attitude, when that's the energy, like I I don't need more friends. I don't need more people supporting me. I don't need more cool women in my life. It's like, what's the energy behind serving those women? What's the energy behind calling in new clients and selling your offers, you know? Mm. And as you say that, like when I was in that energy, like we're going back, you know, into my 20s, that energy was coming from those walls that you're talking about. Like Mm -hmm. not wanting people to really see me, not wanting to get vulnerable, not wanting like, I mean, really not wanting people to see me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is such a huge opposing energy that we see in our clients specifically is this desire to have more clients, to sell more, to be of higher service, to grow their businesses. And yet they've still got these walls up, right? There's this inability to be vulnerable. There's this energetic protection that comes in that says, I'm not available for more friends. I'm not available to give more time. I'm not available to to be available for people, right? And it's so funny because we have these juxtaposing desires. And honestly, what we have learned in our business, in our friendship, all the things is that all of these walls become your limitations, right? Where you are not willing to become vulnerable, where you're not willing to be seen, where you're not willing to invest your energy is exactly where you will block yourself from receiving. And often the things that you're blocking yourself from receiving are the things that you actually want, right? And this is exactly what we talked about on the podcast last week. Yeah. It's it's like the crazy thing. It's like, oh, I really desire that. But then I'm telling myself, I'm putting that block up of like, I'm not willing to put time towards it. I'm not willing to put energy towards it. And then I wonder why it doesn't show up for me. Yeah, why don't I have that, right? And that takes us right back to the role of the martyr. Oh, woe is me. Oh, I'll just be over here suffering. Oh, you guys just go drink wine and have two-hour lunches, and I'll just be over here doing the laundry. It's like, go fucking have lunch. What about for the woman who's like, yeah, I desire it. Like, I am owning it. I desire it. I'm, like, ready to put energy towards this. I'm willing to, like, put time towards this. Like, I'm, I desire to cultivate this type of relationship in my life. Yeah. So what I would say to that woman is put yourself in the energy, make yourself available for it. And, you know, just like you make an an appointment for a massage or just like you book a client session for an hour, just like you do yoga for an hour, start making time to date your friends. And everyone talks about date nights with their husbands or their partner. That's incredible. And it's an amazing thing, but what about your friends, right? If your friends are a priority, if building a community of women around you is truly a value for you, then can you start putting yourself in 
the energy to actually manifest it, to create it, right? And in order to do that, you actually have to make the time, text your friends, call your friends, set up FaceTime dates, right? Go for a walk in the park. And I think this is really interesting because, you know, it's these things, it's the things that seem luxurious or... I mean, and when did friendship become luxurious? I mean, it's so fucking ridiculous to say it out loud, but it is, right? It's like, oh, a walk in the park, going on a coffee date. It seems luxurious because it's a pure desire. Mm. Well, and I think if you even take it a step back before that, you know, you're saying like make time to date your friends also, there's that level of self-work that goes along with this. If you're desiring to really cultivate this like deep relationship, going back to that question, you know, we received the jealousy that comes up, the comparison that comes up. So one thing that was like huge for you and I on our journey was our commitment to our own growth, our commitment to our own growth, to doing that work so that when, you know, like jealousy would enter, when we would find ourselves in a place where we started comparing to each other, we didn't lean into that. Like it didn't become this competition. We learned how to really support each other. We learned how to raise each other up. We had hard conversations and we have hard conversations when hard conversations are required. So I think, you know, for me, going back to my experience of friendship in high school and even in public school, there were a lot of social circles that I didn't feel like I could have those conversations. Like I've always been the type of person that has like my people, you know, like one person, three people, four people that I actually feel like safe, deeply rooted and connected with. And always when I tried to extend that social circle, that's when I started to feel unsafe. That's when I started to feel judgment, comparison, and I would start acting out of alignment with who I was just to fit in. Right. So one of the things that I learned about myself as I started to really cultivate deep relationships and to really know and understand that, like, I don't give a fuck about being popular. You know, I don't care about fitting in in that group. Like, I want those deep connections. I want conversation that goes below the surface and that actually feels soulfully connected. And so for me, as I got older, and this is where that self-work comes in, because as I got to know who I was, I stopped changing who I was to ensure everyone else loved me. And as I got more clear on that, I actually started finding women that just loved me for who I was and everyone else just sort of fell away. Right. And I think as we go down this path of, of saying like, first and foremost, like I desire deep connection. I desire friendship that lasts an entire lifetime that can hold it all. We've got to get clear on who we are so that someone can come into our lives and say like, hey, I love you. You know, like, let me hold you. Let me see you. Let me grow with you. And it's that level of self-awareness that actually invites in the people that are meant to be there through it all. Otherwise, it's all fake, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, it's all it's all for nothing. It's all wasted energy. And I've experienced relationships like that too, where you make time for friends, your calendar is full, you've got all of these social events, and you feel lonely, right? You feel disconnected. You feel like you're still searching for those people who really see you when you walk into the room. Yeah, just sitting here like thinking back, like where that all really stems from though is that 
is that work? Is that willingness? So even there, as you were talking about, you know, admitting that desire and then being open to receive it. Also, like we talk about so much in business, it's like you going first. Are you willing to go first? One in desiring that, then are you willing to go first in being vulnerable and being there to support? Like what role are you leading with? Yeah. Like if you're trying to call in a next level friendship and every time you meet a woman, you go in with walls up, then you're not actually taking the inspired action to manifest your true desire, right? That deep connection. So again, we have this like dual energy of like, I desire it. I want to manifest it, but I'm not willing to do the work. You know, I'm not willing to put the work into it. Not willing to show up for it. Cause I'm afraid. What if I get rejected? What if it doesn't work? What if no one loves me? What if I'm not worthy? What if she's like Karen from high school? You know, we repeat the patterns of friendship, the things that happened to us in public school or high school or as children in the schoolyard, we repeat them, right? We think that we're going to be the victim again, or we think that we're going to fall into the same role. And I think the thing to remember is as we grow as, as women, we get to claim a new reality for ourselves. Right? We get to say that I'm no longer available for that type of friendship. I'm no longer available for comparison. I'm no longer available for judgment. But then the thing is, you've got to stop judging. I was just going to say, you only get to say that if you're the one that's not comparing, that's not competing, that's not judging, that's not gossiping. Mm-hmm. I desire this, but hey, did you see what Jenny did last weekend? Yeah, for women, this takes a lot of recoding right? A lot of reworking old familiar habits and being willing to rewrite the way of the woman. And I think that this is why so many women admire our friendship because we've been willing to do it differently. And the thing too, for a time, people really looked at us and thought like we were very similar, Mm -hmm. you know, like when we're business partners and we're both moms and we like to travel and adventure. It's like, oh yeah, they're just like really similar. And we, you and I are so different. Wildly different, wildly different. I think that this is one of the things that actually makes our friendship so cool and like, you know, that actually validates doing an entire podcast on friendship is if we were the same, you know, this would be easy, right? If, If we didn't have differences, if there wasn't this like entire world between each of us, our beliefs, our, our habits, who we are, then all of this would, it would be easy, right? There would be none of those big, hard conversations, but you and I are, we're so diverse and we're so, we're so unique, right? We're unique individuals. And I think the thing about our relationship, whether it's friendship or business or even in mothering, is that we've had to learn and we've been willing to learn how to honor those differences within each other, you know, to stop expecting the other person to show up in business the way that we do, to stop expecting our kids to act the same, to stop expecting, you know, each of us to desire the exact same things. And that level of permission in our relationship has created space for this wild level of love and creation and acceptance and all the things. Well, and that's the thing you just nailed it right there. Like we, we fully accept each other for who we are. You know, one of us doesn't try to make the other person more like them, 
We don't, don't try to like convince, force, put our values, our expectations on the other person. Yeah. And I, you know, as we said that, I'm like, we know a lot about each other, you know, but there are also things that we don't know about each other. There are things that we keep to ourselves and things that get to be our own. And I think this is a really important thing for women to remember is that, you know, while we let other people into our lives and while we invite in friendships, we don't have to give away all of ourselves, right? We don't have to make ourselves widely available every single moment of every single day. It's okay not to respond to text messages. It's okay to change your plans. It's okay to say no thank you, right? And I think that there's this level of fear that comes in as we commit to new friendships that all of a sudden there's this other person that I'm going to be letting down. All of a sudden there's this other person that I'm accountable for. All of a sudden there's this other factor that I'm I'm responsible for withholding and we we put so much pressure on ourselves. We put so much weight on our shoulders to make sure that the other person is safe, that the other person is feeling loved, that the other person has the attention they need. And that becomes, you know, it, it changes from this friendship that gives to you into this relationship that you all of a sudden feel like, ugh, like it feels like a drain. It feels like, you know, another thing that you have to do. Oh my gosh, I'm like giggling over here hearing you talk about like this pressure that we put on things because this past weekend, like on Valentine's Day, um, one of our girlfriends wrote this post about like five fun facts you don't know about our relationship. And so as my husband and I were on a little date that day, we just talked about like some of the fun facts of our relationship. And one of the things I said was like, oh yeah, remember on that third date when we decided we were just having fun, like I didn't want to get married and you didn't want to have kids I mean, look at us now, (laughs) but there was like no pressure there. You know, there was no pressure entering that relationship, but oftentimes when we're like, Ooh, I desire this like deep, you know, meaningful friendship, like right from the beginning, we put this like expectation on it. So if that person shows up with their faults, with all of who they are, and it's not what we thought it would be, all of a sudden we like close our energy off. We shut that door. And honestly, like who the fuck has time? For, you know, a relationship that makes us feel more pressure. Like that's not the point of friendship. You know, if you're out there and you're calling in a circle of women to rise with, to feel held by, to support and to serve, it's not the old paradigm energy of 50-50, of give and take, of you have my back, I have your back, like, or if you do this, I'm going to do that. Like it's not this old tit for tat energy you know, and the new type of sisterhood is, I mean, we, we experience it all the time, but it is fluid and gracious and respecting and loving and open. And I think that a lot of us still see friendship rooted in this like really old tit for tat on the playground type of energy. Does that make sense? 1000%. 1000%. It's, it's that way that we like, the way we look at it, Mm -hmm. the way we perceive it. Well, yeah. And I'd love to offer, you know, everyone listening this 
opportunity to reframe what friendship means to you. Does friendship feel like responsibility? Does friendship feel like drama? Does friendship feel like comparison? Does it feel like a weight? Does it feel like a have to? Or can you reframe friendship to mean love, support, play, freedom, forgiveness, you know, and and like when I think of the types of relationships that I really desire to call into my life at at this point in time, it's the type of friendship that's like, you know, I'm not going to text you back and you love me anyways. And you don't make it mean anything. Like, you know, I'm not going to text you back. And then there's no story attached to the fact that I didn't text you back. It's just that it's neutral. And this right there is why I believe like the, the key to these like deep, meaningful relationships and friendships is doing your own work because most people make that mean something about them. Mm-hmm. And this is like such a beautiful thing that we see in our world all the time. Like one of my favorite things, I think in the spaces and the containers that we lead women is this level of sisterhood that develops. I just got off of a one-to-one call with a client in our mastermind and she's talking about her new offer. Like she's bringing in one of her mastermind sisters. She's like, of course, like these are the women I want to support. And we see women showing up in these spaces, getting vulnerable, sharing their truth, supporting one another through the wins, through the losses, through the growth, through the growth, through the challenges. Yeah. I love this about our community And the thing is, if you and I were still in a place of judgment and comparison and that like catty friendship that we've all witnessed, you know, that we've all been through at some point in time, if you and I were still in that place, then that's the exact type of client we would still be attracting, right? We wouldn't be attracting women who could support each other, who could be calling each other in to do business and programs and offers together to, you know, our mastermind sisters, like give each other ideas and so much support on the, on the daily. It's like, look at the work that you're doing. Look at the energy that you're putting out in the world. If your community is not reflecting back the things that you desire to see. Well, and this is what we see so often with, with, female leaders with women who are desiring like, Ooh, I want to hold space for big groups of women. I want to hold this like large group program, this mastermind, but I'm actually afraid to be in a group of women. Yeah. You're the Robin from seven years ago who was afraid to walk into a room and introduce herself. You're afraid to be seen and heard and held in that type of space. But then you try to create that type of space without even like knowing what it feels like. And I think that comes back to, you know, that willingness that we talked about before. Where are the spaces that you're willing to dive into? Where are the, like, what are the stories you're willing to rewrite? The things that you're willing to recode? Yeah, what are the things you're willing to recode about friendships? And then what type of friendships are you available for in this season of your life? You know, I went through a season of my life where I didn't have time for the type of friendship that I desired. And that got to be okay. You know, I went through a period of time where I really only wanted to focus on building the relationships with the three or four close friends that I had, and that got to be okay. And then I got to this season of life where I was like, I desire to build a community beyond what I know, and then that got to be okay. You know, but it's also this space of non-judgment, like, what do you actually desire right now? You know, and then 
putting yourself in the energy, being willing to get vulnerable, creating the time and also the space within yourself to call in women who are actually the type of women that you desire to be around, the type of women you can calibrate to, the type of women who share the same values as you, the type of women who are doing the same work in the world as you are. And what I will say is every single time I set the intention to cultivate community, it shows up so fucking fast. Like people want to be your friends. You know, people, especially in this day and age, we're all looking for connection. We're all looking for truth, especially if you're in this realm. You know, if you're listening to the Femme podcast and you've been tapping into personal growth and a spiritual journey or you're a female entrepreneur and you spend eight hours a day at your laptop sitting by yourself, there are so many women in the world looking for a friend like you. They want you. So don't be afraid to call them in. Don't be afraid to start new friendships and to really experience what it's like to be held by another woman in 2021. It's a very different experience than 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. We are allowed to be loved, you guys. You know, we're allowed to be loved by each other. We're allowed to be loved. We're worthy of love. Like, we are here to give and receive love. And you know, in our world, money equals pleasure equals love. It all comes into the same energy. And when we lead by desire, when we claim that desire for the things that we want to cultivate in our life, that's when they show up for us. That's when they show up for us and that's when your people will show up for you and that's when wealth and abundance and love and opportunity will all show up for you. It's all the same energy. Opening that channel to receive, taking the walls down, being willing to show up vulnerably, not only in friendships, but in life, right? That's when you open yourself up to receive all of the things. And it's not compartmentalized there, right? It's friendships, it's life, it's in business everywhere. Totally. So, you know, I love the question that you asked earlier. Like, what would you actually say to a woman who's like, I'm doing all the things, you know, I want a friend. I, I'm ready to do the work and to show up. I would literally invite myself to say like, where are places in my world that I'm still comparing? You know, where are places in my life that I'm still judging? Where's the separatism, right? Between me and them. Where am I not celebrating other women? Mm, How many women am I triggered by? Am I triggered by other women's success? And honestly, you want to know one of the major shifts in my own life, because I used to be triggered by women's success a lot. I literally threw myself into the into the fish pond, you know, say into the pit, into the pit. I, I invested in a high level mastermind. I put myself in a container of women who were doing the things that I wanted to do, who were leaders at a next level, who were making the money that I desired to make. And I, I forced myself to show up there. I, I became willing to get vulnerable, to be seen in the exact same spot I was the most terrified of. Mm -hmm. And that was, I mean, for me, that was a huge breakthrough in, I mean, my life. Well, and the interesting thing about that choice at that time was like, you were willing to dive into one-to-one coaching. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't afraid of like that, that growth being willing to seen, but it was that 
that fear of being like seen and held by a group of women. And a group of grown ass women, women who were doing cool ass shit and to sit at that table and to say like, yeah, so am I, you know, none of us are more or less than the other. So many valuable lessons were learned in that space. And so many I didn't even realize at the time. You know, I didn't go into that mastermind thinking that I was going to experience friendship or be like the willingness to be seen by women. I thought I was going to learn business hacks and energetics of business and strategy. And, you know, what I actually learned was that all of those things come naturally when I am seen. You know, when I show up vulnerably in the world as myself, and it took me being willing to show up for those women in that way first. To take the walls down, yo. Take them walls down, girl. Take them walls down. This is why for me, being in a space like that, being in a mastermind, leading masterminds is like my favorite place to play. Mm -hmm. Well, and seeing the community that we get to create is so fun. Like we say this all the time, but hello, friendships for life. You know, hello, connecting with like-minded women where conversation flows. And, you know, you meet that type of person that you're like, have I known you for like 10 years? And I mean, this has been our experience. This is true for us. Just last week, we got to record a summit and be on a summit with the women that came from that hypermind. That's right. We collaborate with them. We mastermind with them to this day. Mm-hmm. We celebrate with them. We're planning like one of our dreams and desires that we talk about back and forth is like, ooh, when we can travel together, like where are we going to meet in person? A villa in France. That's where. Yeah. We don't really dream about it. We like are like, no, we know exactly what's happening, what's going down. And the cool thing about that is these are women, you know, uh, some of the women we've like never met before in real life, but women who we'll be friends with forever. 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 You guys, if you're looking for friendship, open yourself up. Open yourself up to the possibility that there are women in this world who want to hold you. Stop comparing yourself to other women's success. Start understanding that success is just as available to you as it was to her. And know that you are worthy of love, that you are worthy of play and pleasure and all of the things. We've also got the Femme Mastermind. If you are desiring a mastermind space, if you're looking to grow and collaborate and rise with women who are in the realm of female entrepreneurialism, that's the word that we're going to go with. (laughs) The Femme Mastermind is open for enrollment. So join us inside that space. We have weekly group calls, we connect, we brainstorm, we grow, we strategize, Jack and I riff and teach. You ask the questions and we show up for you. And guess what? All of the other women inside that container show up for you too. You can find the link to the Femme Mastermind in our show notes. And remember that the world wants to love you. Let them open your heart, take your walls down and let it all come pouring in. We love you so much and we will see you in the exact same place next week 
on the Femme Podcast. If you loved this episode and you know that there are more women out in the world who desire friendship, who are looking for connection and would resonate with this message, please hit like, share, leave us a review and help us get this message out into the world. We know that women everywhere are still working through deep conditioning and old patterns and stories that have come with us from lineages and generations from long ago. So the more you share, the more we get to rewrite this story together to change it for future generations and to really deepen the connection of friendships and love and sisterhoods all around the world. So peace out, sisters. We will see you next week. All the love. 